15-minute fantasy football podcast. I'm Paul Stoltz, former professional kicker who spent way too much time in the offensive film room. And I'm Anthony Lafreri, an award-winning sports reporter who you're not really going to see or hear from in about 60 seconds on. <laughs> and that could be really good news if you can't stand listening to Anthony's uh, New, York, New York Italian accent. Uh, but we've got another New York Italian coming in, and that is our special guest this episode, Nick Sawcelli of FanDuel. Uh, he works there. He is my personal consigliere. For those of you that have tuned in at noon Eastern Standard Time every Sunday, when we give our uh, recommended lineup of the week, which, by the way, I believe people have now won money who have entered it five out of six, five out of the last six times. Uh, Nick is somebody that I consult personally. Nick, what's going on, man? Uh, please give an introduction to the audience. Hey, everyone. What's going on? Um, I'm a huge Steeler fan, as you can see. I have a love for DFS. I do work for FanDuel. Very familiar with their product and how their NFL DFS format works. And can't wait to give out some tips on how to try to maximize your lineup. Yeah, it's awesome. Again, this is a special episode for everyone, especially those that are knocked out of the playoffs but still want some action. If you're not already following us at FCK Podcast on Instagram, on Twitter, uh, hit that subscribe button on Apple Podcasts, on YouTube, and tune in live 12 o'clock noon Eastern Standard Time. We'll go over start sits. But for those of you that are knocked out of the playoffs, this is a great way for you to still be engaged with daily fantasy football, whether that's DraftKings or FanDuel. And here we go. Nick, let's teach him a thing or two about what you know. I guess we'll jump right into it. A um, couple things I'll say there. There are two styles of games. There's cash games and there's tournaments. Uh, your cash games is a higher field that wins. Um, smaller prize, and then you have your tournaments where you can win, you know, your thousands or few hundreds at a clip with a single lineup. Yeah, so I'll make a distinction with that real quick because the, the sort of sexy play, if you will, is like they'll throw these million-dollar uh, tournaments at us, uh, you know, whether you're on DraftKings or FanDuel, and it's this, this big, great number. But there's, you know, potentially 100,000, 200,000, 300,000 people in it. So if, if your goal is to, hey, I want a lottery ticket by – by trying to put together a lineup, then you go for that million dollar prize. The prize drop off is significant after that. If you're like, hey, I just want to put together a lineup and I want to be a little bit more conservative. I want to put five bucks down or whatever. You can do something called a 50-50, where if your lineup is in the top half of everybody in your contest, you double your money. So those are the two ways to play. Uh, Nick, uh, you had a couple interesting pointers that you, you you brought us before the show uh, that I wanted you to share with our audience real quick. Yeah, so basically the, the main difference on FanDuel, you, you really want to hunt for touchdowns, more specifically uh, on the FanDuel platform. You don't get an extra bonus for 100-yard games, whether that be rushing or receiving. Uh, there's no three-point bonus as well for 300-yard passers. So uh, you really want your touchdowns. You want to try to capture as many sixes as you can get in one lineup um, and, and go from there. So uh, pricing's a little bit different, but you really want your touchdowns. Yeah, I, one distinction I'd like to make there is if you're more of a Calvin Ridley guy and you're going for touchdowns, FanDuel is probably more of your platform. If you're more of a Julio Jones guy who gets 100 yards but only scores a touchdown every four weeks, then DraftKings more your, your platform because you get those 100-yard uh, bonus rewards. 
So, Nick, you said something really interesting to me earlier, who even as a veteran, I'm, I'm fairly veteran in, in daily fantasy, uh, that I thought was a really interesting tip about the Sharks and, and what type of context the, 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 what type of contest the Sharks play in and which ones they don't. Yeah, so the, the Sharks are typically classified as, you know, the guys you'll see flooding lineups, flooding contests, maxing them out. Um, on fans in particular, they can't play in any contest greater than $3. So if you went through anything, whether it be a dollar, a $2 game, a quarter game, you're not going to have those cats and sharks that win often in those contests. So it gives you a little bit more of a chance to hit big mm-hmm. amongst the field and, uh, you know, have some fun that day watching the games. Yeah, I thought that was really interesting. You know, the, there are people – I don't know if the audience even knows this. There are people that will literally pull together – money with their own, whether it's their own money or money of others and they have algorithms and stuff that project all this and they can throw 20 30 40 lineups down into one contest and and their accounts are flat they can what nick informed me of what he just said is they cannot enter these one and two dollar contests so these are good ones for us to start out on if, if again it's your first time playing or if you're only entering uh one or two uh from a strategy standpoint and then uh, after we go over strategy, I want Nick to reveal his uh, what his lineup of the week is going into week 14. I'm then going to talk about some value plays, and we'll explain exactly what that means in a second. But when you construct a lineup in FanDuel or in DraftKings, you're picking one quarterback, you're picking two running backs, you're picking three receivers, two tight ends, a defense, and a flex position. Flex position can be any uh, wide receiver, running back, or tight end, no quarterbacks, no defenses in that position. But there's one strategy in particular, which is called a stack. And I, I think before we get to revealing lineups, it's important that everybody understands what a stack means exactly and what a tr- most traditional stack is with a quarterback and receiver. So, Nick, if you don't mind, just diving into that quick. Yeah, sure. Um, Paul, I think you said two tight ends. It's it's one tight end. You can. Oh, sorry. I meant to say uh, one tight end. Sorry. <laughs> That, that is a good way to get different. I don't know if I recommend it often, but um, you, can't, you can't throw two tight ends in there. Um, but a basic stack is, is generally taking your quarterback. I uh, was going to get you, you know, more key points, having a player on his team, uh, if not multiple, uh, paired with him, whether that be a running back, um, a wide receiver, a tight end if he has a good matchup, um, and going from there. And then you can also run it back on the other side where you pick a player from the opposing team. If you think they're going to score uh, so you can correlate, you have guys on both sides of the ball, makes it a little bit more interesting and captures some more fantasy mm-hmm. points in that game. Yeah, absolutely. And so when, when I – the most basic stack for me uh, is, of course, the quarterback-receiver stack, right? Un- unless, unless you're Oakland and you're going quarterback tight end with, with Waller. And, and I think like – last week. Yeah, and I think what you'll see is that a lot of our – thought process going into a lineup is hey we're going to take the quarterback we think is best that week we're going to couple them with a wide receiver and that way when that touchdown pass is thrown we get those double points in there so nick i'll toss it over to you but who who is the quarterback that you went with and then i'll dive in and say some quarterbacks that i'm thinking about by the way everyone uh last kind of plug here we go live anthony and i for fck podcast at noon uh eastern standard time every sunday uh that is where we reveal our uh, FCK podcast lineup uh, lineup of the week. Um, I'm going to 
still share mine then, but I'm going to share some of my thoughts, and Nick is going to reveal his full lineups here. So, Nick, who you got at quarterback this week? Yeah, so a quarterback, uh, general rule of thumb for me personally, I don't really like to play the value guys on Fanzel because the quarterback's so important uh, to your lineup there. Uh, so I went with Russell Wilson. Um, he will have some ownership, but the Jets are terrible. Uh, interesting stat I heard. They've given up 30 points, seven straight games against a non-divisional opponent. They played the Seahawks West Coast, coming off a bad loss. Uh, I like Wes to go out there and have a really good game against the Jets. Yeah, I like that one a lot. I think uh, Russ never has two bad games in a row. Uh, this will be a strong bounce back for him. I sometimes think, okay, when you're playing a crappy team, you don't really want that quarterback because how, how deep into the game are they going to throw? But I think in this particular case, we've seen the Jets stay in games longer. And we saw what Mahomes did to the Jets just a few weeks ago with five touchdowns. The Jets' D is terrible. Uh, I really like the, the Russell Wilson uh, play here. The other quarterbacks that I'm looking at this week are Aaron Rodgers, I think, is, is an easy play, and you can stack him with Devontae Adams. Uh, Justin Herbert, I love for a bounce-back game this week. He's at a really good value. And then the last two, if I want to strategically spend less on my quarterback this week that I'm looking at, I'm looking at Mitch Trubisky at 5,600 on DraftKings and Andy Dalton at 5,400 against the Bengals. Uh, Andy Dalton can run that offense, which he showed uh, which he showed earlier this week. Um, those are the ones that I'm looking at. Who are you stacking Russ with at the wide receiver position? Are you going Lockett, Metcalf, or both? I mean, you, you certainly can plug both in. Um, in this game, just because I think Seattle will get out in front and there is a likelihood in the fourth quarter they may not be throwing as much. Um, I'm going to go DK Metcalf with this. Uh, he's a big play, really electric receiver that – has really just got a lot of the ownership, um, a lot of the target share, and it's just amazing. You know, he's a top five receiver right now. Um, I am projected for roughly, you know, close to 20 points with a touchdown. Uh, I just think he's in a smash spot. Yeah, I, I like that. The first half of the season, my concern with Metcalf was that it kept being – he was so big play dependent, four catches, 100 yards, and it was like every other game. And what we've seen from him the last few weeks is that Russ is more willing to use him on shorter routes, which makes him more viable from a PPR standpoint, which makes him more viable on FanDuel and DraftKings, both um, as Nick explained to us the, the differences uh, earlier. So who, how, how about at running back? Who are you looking at this week? Uh, first running back I plugged in, uh, I'm not a big fan of the Bengals as, uh, you know, a Steeler fan. Uh, <laughs> but I rolled Gio Bernard as of now. Uh, no Joe Mixon. Uh, he's pretty matchup proof in this game, whether they're up or down. He'll catch passes. He's going to run the ball. He might fall into the end zone, get you a touchdown. And uh, he's only 5,700, so he's not breaking your bank and still gives you a pretty safe floor uh, on FanDuel against a really, really bad rushing defense in the Cowboys. Yeah, you know, I like that a lot. I've been very hesitant to start Bernard in, in DraftKings and FanDuel until this week. Um, I, I think we're going to see heavy dosage of him. I don't think you're going to see any Samaje Pirine uh, taking away carries, taking away snaps. This was the first week that I also pegged Bernard as a full-time start for me. The Cowboys' uh, run defense uh, looked atrocious earlier this week. 
uh, and I think is going to continue to be so. How about at your other and, and I meant to add in um, yeah, with ahead. Russell Wilson, he is one of those mobile quarterbacks. Another feature I'd like to take. Um, you know, he does have that rushing upside as well and might even rush it into the end zone if they're close. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I like that a lot. Yeah, it's a, the dual threat option in, on, on these, uh, on the daily sites is even more viable than in a regular uh, fantasy league, I think. Yeah. Uh, how about at your RB, your second running back spot? What are you looking at? So you went uh, value for your first receiver. So I'm interested, did you go two value plays or did you up it for your second? Uh, sorry, running back. Yeah. So I went slightly up. Um, I, I went 900 higher uh, into the you know mid tier for running backs. I went David Montgomery from the Bears. Yeah, I love uh, that. I've been picking on the Texans rush defense all season long. It, it's worked out more times than not. Mm -hmm. um, Montgomery had a great game last week against another porous Detroit run defense. Um, so he catches a lot of passes too. Uh, I like the dual threat running backs with a pretty definitive role in their team. And uh, I, I just like David Montgomery, where he's priced and the upside he brings. I, I love that pick, Nick. The, the thing that stands out most for me for the Bears is that because Trubisky is mo more mobile than Foles, the statue, the offensive line has looked better uh, for the Bears over the past few weeks. And that's why we've seen – uh, Montgomery, with, with Trubisky starting, that's actually what has upgraded Montgomery to an extent. I like Montgomery, again, for a good game here against what has just been a porous Texans run defense. Um, some other running backs that I'm looking at for value plays this week, just to kind of uh, plug those in. Uh, I like Miles Gaskin at 5,600. I think that uh, giving uh, trafficking's pricing. Uh, I like uh, J.D. McKissick at 4,900. And I really like Ty Johnson coming in at 4,700. Those are kind of the value guys that I'm looking at as I start to create my, my week 14 lineup. How about a receiver? We've already got Metcalf. Who's your two and three receiver? Uh, so my second receiver I went with was uh, Robbie Anderson. Uh, this is more, it's, it's not going to be an uncommon play this week, mm -hmm. but I just think with uh, no DJ Moore, no Curtis Samuel, no Christian McCaffrey now as of today, um, Robbie Anderson the guy in this game. Mm -hmm. um, another interesting fact is that on the other side of the ball, uh, A.J. Bouye, one of the better cornerbacks in the league, slash safeties, is now suspended. So there's no real threat that can stop Anderson. And as bad as the Jets were with Darnold, we've seen him have ceiling games. So in a game that he should get hopefully 10-plus targets – um, I'm going to take Robbie Anderson and go to the next square. Yeah, A.J. Bouye was a guy that came on nicely when he was with the Jags uh, and has sort of declined and has had actually somewhat of a resurgent year with the, with the Broncos at corner. But um, without him, I don't think they have anybody that can really cover a Robbie Anderson who has really, I mean, I said it on the podcast earlier this year, Robbie Anderson was a pure hand waver guy with the Jets that would just run downfield and like hope that Darnold threw him the ball. He has totally evolved his route tree to be viable on short routes and other stuff. I I love that. That's 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 almost a free square in some regards with without uh, DJ Moore and, and Curtis Samuel. Yeah, I mean he'll he'll obviously you know have some significant ownership, but. You don't need to get super cute here. Um, take some obvious plays and and go to the next. Yeah, love it. Love it. Who's your third wide receiver? 
So this one, I needed some value here because Anderson's 65, Metcalf's 86. Mm-hmm. Um, so we needed some value. Um, I, I went Anthony Miller on the Bears. Sure. Um, Paul loves the other two people in this route, Alan Robinson and Mooney. Yep. But I don't know. There's something about Anthony Miller with Trubisky. They, they've had a little rapport. Um, if he gets some more snaps this week, Mooney and Robinson are both a little nicked up in practice. So Anthony Miller could hit a home run at, at 5,000 on FanDuel and pay off his value in one play. So, I mean, it's, it, it's, a, it, it's a more of a 20 play, but for 5,000, I think there's some value there if he catches a bomb. Yeah, I would say here, – here's what I would say. If you're playing FanDuel, I would go with Anthony Miller because he's been more of an end zone target for Trubisky. Trubisky has not really looked at Mooney – uh, in the end zone. Uh, on DraftKings, where it's uh, you, you get that PPR value, I would probably go Mooney in, in that. Um, and, and I would even consider – he's only 3,500 on, on DraftKings, which I thought was, was unbelievable. But I like the Anthony Miller play. His target share has gone up significantly uh, over the past – three or four weeks. Uh, again, as you said, since Trubisky was the quarterback, they had rapport going back to last year too. Some real quick other value plays I'm looking at. With Gardner Minshew back, I'm starting to like Chark as a, as a, as a value play here. Uh, Hilton's, T.Y. Hilton has come on of late at only 5,100. Again, I'm just giving the DraftKings pricing. Uh, you've got Michael Gallup at only 3,800. You know, Dalton's got rapport with him. That's looking pretty good. He looked great um, on on Tuesday night. And then uh, Cam Sims at 3,100. If McLaurin is still banged up at all, Cam Sims had 90-something yards and was really the go-to target besides Logan Thomas there. And I also will add, uh, 5,000 is only 500 above the minimum price for a wide receiver um, or running back. On FanDuel, tight ends, you can go down to 4,000 in case people didn't know that. So it's only 500 above the minimum. So you're not risking a ton. Yeah. Um, you know, with, with that pick. If there's more injuries, obviously you can plug some guys in. I was looking at Colin Johnson even. Um, yeah. DJ Chark is a mid-tier guy uh, in a game that they should be down. But there's a few options. Not many this week as last week. But yeah, I agree. There's a few. Agreed. How about tight end? Did you did you end up having to go value here at tight end? So <laughs> we gotta fight for your right to party with Travis Kelsey. <laughs> wow, you went, you went big money. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. I uh, I love the guy. Um, I'm a lunatic. He's out of his mind. Um, he shows it on the fields, but he he just has such a rapport uh, with Mahomes and. I heard another stat today that the, the Dolphins play the most man-to-man coverage mm-hmm. in I was the just going to say that, yep. So, you know, with that, my, my cap goes on, and um, they're really good on the outside. So I'm not saying Tyreek Hill or Watkins or Robinson are bad plays, but if they can give them one-on-one over the middle, especially in the red zone, um, I, I think Kelsey's due. Uh, there's a lot of positive regression left, as good as he's been. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think he finds the end zone with a big game. Yeah, the Dolphins' weakness defensively is their linebackers and the safeties are going to be too hung up on trying to cover Hill and Hardman and Watkins and Robinson. So Kelsey's going to have to see a lot of linebacker coverage 
And that's when Kelsey has his monster games. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I mean, it's, it's not guaranteed. Um, but with his price, he's 8,200. It's basically like having a number one receiver in your lineup as well. So you have Metcalf Absolutely. and Kelsey as your one-two instead of throwing a guy like Keenan Allen. And I just basically went a different route. Right, right, absolutely. So I'll just give some – If in case people went the other way, they went more expensive on running back receivers. Here's some tight ends where you can get real value. Uh, Anthony Ferkser is only 3600 on on DraftKings. That's less than the lowest price for receiver, as Nick said, which is $4,000. Uh, Jordan Reed coming off of a, a touchdown game where he got six targets. Uh, Logan Thomas coming off of his monster is only 3300 that was ridiculous. Another guy I like a lot. Yeah. Um, and then the last one is Cole Komet seems to have taken over the starting job uh, over Jimmy Graham and, uh, for the Bears. So if you don't already have too many Bears in your lineup and you're looking for a, a really cheap flyer, Cole Komet at 2,900 is crazy to me. Who did you – so now now you're left with a, a defense and a flex, right? Yeah. So with, with these two plays, I'm just going to go back to back because they – uh, they go sync. They go in sync with each other. Yeah, go for it. Um, so I've been trying this out lately. I heard some guys say, uh, if you want to take a running back with a defense on the same team, love that. Yep. They should be ahead. So therefore, that running back should get more touches in the game if they're up in the fourth quarter to kill the clock. In addition to whatever they do before that happens. Mm -hmm. So I, I want Ronald Jones uh, on the Buccaneers. They're coming off a bye. Uh, in games that he gets the ball a majority of the time, good things seem to happen for him and the team. So I want Ronald Jones at 6,300. He, he's not killing your your cap. Still gives you upside. He catches passes. He gets touchdowns. He can break big plays. Um, and the Buccaneers defense against Minnesota. Uh, you know, Kirk, Kirk Cousins has been on a good tear of late, mm -hmm. but he's Kirk Cousins. If there's a team that can get pressure on him, when he gets pressured, he's not the greatest. <laughs> it's exactly um, right. Yeah. And the Buccaneers are a team that brings a ton of heat mm -hmm. and have been getting torched lately. So I can see them getting right against this Viking team uh, and shutting the run down early and forcing Cook to beat them. I, I love that. So that's so we we opened up with Nick explaining stacking. I gave the, the most primary example of stacking, which is quarterback receiver. Nick gave the sneakier one. That's, that's a much more veteran move. I, I've only learned that one this year, which is taking the running back, assuming they're ahead with the defense which has already played well, which is the reason the running back is getting so many touches. So if I'm not going Metcalf, Russell Wilson with that stack, and I'm finding my stack elsewhere on, on quarterback wide receiver, the running back defense stack that I really like this week is Chris Carson with Seattle defense. Since Jamal Adams. Absolutely. I mean, all, all Seahawks should, uh, should feast. Yeah. On some, uh, you know, some fish in the, in the sea. Yeah, absolutely. Since Jamal Adams has gotten to that defense, they have literally gone from the 32nd defense in the league to a top 10 defense. So, um, you know, if, if you're if you're looking, if if you don't, again, if you don't have, I don't necessarily recommend totally game stacking Seattle, going Carson, going Russ, going Metcalf, going defense. It, it's feasible, but. Um, and 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 tr our our buddy Trent Instagram just just shouted out that it's also a huge revenge game for Jamal Adams. So I like that too. Um, well, some extra extra swagger coming out. Absolutely, absolutely. And I am back. You thought you were rid of me, but not actually. 
Um, just to wrap things up here really quick, uh, another thank you to Nick. Really great information. Now we all know how to win and dominate NDFS. Just a quick rundown as to where we're going going forward. Uh, Sunday on Instagram Live at noon, Paul and I will be back on. We will give you all that last-minute analysis, answer your questions, injury reports, etc. Tuesday, we'll be back with our fallout from week 14. So, uh, again, uh, follow us on Instagram at FCK Podcast, Twitter at FCK Podcast. Subscribe to this video on YouTube. Leave comments, like the video, and, of course, subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts as well. Thanks so much, everybody, and good luck this weekend.